Hey, it's Beth here, Over 65 and Talking, episode 511. Okay, the Sunday news today was great because, of course, you know, it's New Year's Eve, day, night, whatever they call it. So, it's a good issue. Anyway, a big thing happened. Angelina Jolie has opened up a boutique on 57 Great Jones Street, which is where Basquiat, that, um, that great artist, lived. And he was he was put there by um, oh my gosh oh my gosh I can see his face okay I'll come up with it in a second don't panic okay so anyway uh, Andy Warhol okay so this is a famous place the outside of the building is always um, repainted with graffiti so anyway she's starting her um, boutique there and she's calling it I had to look up how to say this because it's so hard she's calling it. Jolie Atelier. No, no, gosh, I listened to the French guy pronounce the word Atelier. Atelier. Okay, it's spelled like this A T E L I E R. Jolie. I have to pronounce, I have to learn how to pronounce that before I can step in the store. Atelier. I can't do it. I'm so bad at French. Atelier. I'm trying to do how the Frenchman told me to do it. Atelier that's how we did it okay I'll use my Frenchman pronunciation accent I'll tell you how to do it okay artillery when I use it I can do it all right so anyway it's a great boutique she's um, her on her second floor she's going to do individual clothes for individual people uh, just like they do in Paris I'm sure it's going to course cost a fortune she says oh this is great She's going to be using um, old fabrics. Everything's going to be repurposed. And then she's going to charge me $10,000. Repurposing $10,000. That's what she's going to do. The building has a long history. It started as a stable. It was um, the Five Points Gang took took it over in Little Naples. And it's where Lucky Luciano... Lucky Luciano and Al Capone got their start, which is pretty cool. I mean, it's bad, but it's interesting. The Tammany Hall floaters, those were um, people that were paid to vote for whoever um, these these little um, gangsters wanted to get into politics. Thousands of people came through. Thousands of people made a lot of money voting for whoever they wanted to have them in politics. So this building has a great long history. It's kind of cute. She and her daughter, Zahara, are going into business together. They found this building, and they're going to promote sustainable fashion and um, charge me millions of dollars. Right across the street from this, um, oh, can't I have my front shocks on the artillery, um, is a Japanese restaurant that you can't even know the phone number. You can't go in. You can't go any way at all unless someone invites you to the restaurant so all of these very cool people are coming to this little neck of the woods for her so you can buy your dress for ten thousand dollars and get a secret invitation to this japanese restaurant and then you can come back and tell me what it was like because i'll never know okay so they've got this thing um this one story about this girl and she her husband committed suicide, and I feel sorry for her because she's a psycho psychotherapist in Portland. She fell in love with this guy, and she has two little children, and thank God 
the guy told her, I don't want to raise two children. And he let her go. And I wish more people would do that instead of wasting people's time. So that I just like that. I like the end of that story that he, that he, even though he was really happy, he said, I can't see myself being a father of young children. So good. She let him go. I wish people would do that. Now here's one. This is a tiny love story. They have a tiny love story that's just one paragraph on this page. Underneath the modern love. The modern love was okay. The only thing I really liked about it was that he let her go. But the short story's really cute. I'll read the whole thing. When I was growing up, being gay was a joke at best and a ticket to hell at worst. Add poverty, language barriers, and a parent with a chronic illness, and I had a story that made school counselors cry. I loved that line. A story that made school middle school counselors cry. My first love was a straight man who couldn't love me. My second love was a gay man who didn't love me. My third love fell in love with me after I learned to love myself. We said I do on the same Texas shore that I wandered as a shame-addled kid. Thank you, Tyler, for changing my life. I just love that. I love that he had a story that can make school counselors cry because they hear everything. Okay, so now this one I don't know if I believe in. Savor the quiet thrill of keeping a happy secret. I don't like when people keep secrets. I It feels like a hidden agenda to me. If you, if I'm spending days and days with you and you're secretly pregnant or secretly in love with someone and you don't share it with me, I feel like the days that we shared are kind of um, a lie because you weren't all there with me. But these counselors say it's a really good idea. I just, I just don't want to do it. And I don't want you to do it. I just think if you have a really great secret and you have a really great friend that you can trust to not be jealous or to contaminate your wonderful secret with something like, well, how do you know he's good? Well, how do you know he's a nice guy? Well, uh, I went to Peru once and it's, it was terrible. You know, somebody like that. Of course, I'm using a New York accent, but those are the people that I know that would we called them killjoys. And um, as long as your best friend isn't a killjoy, just go ahead and tell her your secret for heaven's sake. Okay, now here's one, and I didn't know about this. There's a book out called The Octopus Book, and it's, it's taking over. And I'm not in the book club, so I don't know about it. It started out a year ago, and uh, the little bush girl on that TV show put it in her book club. Okay, it, it spiked to the top. Then she went away. The book slammed back down to the bottom, but word of mouth brought it back up, which is the most solid way to market. So all these people are telling all their friends that you have to read this book. It's kind of a cute premise. It's about this octopus that lives. Oh, and this is the other reason the book made it. It came out at the very same time that my octopus teacher, uh, my octopus teacher, that documentary, um, about a man making a surprising bond with a, a wild octopus came out. Okay, but she's lasting longer because it's actually a good book, which means I'm going to buy it. It's the story of this very sad octopus that lives in an aquarium, a city aquarium, bored out of his mind, and he sets up this relationship with this woman named Tova who cleans the aquarium at night. She's a 70-year-old widow, and 
the writer based it on her Swedish grandmother. Okay, so the two of them become friends, and the Tova, the, the, the cleaner, lets the octopus run free and um, visit and eat, maybe, other animals in the zoo. Not too many, just, to, just so we can have a little fun in other aquariums. She helps him get into other aquariums so we can look around. I think it's kind of cute. The interesting thing about the book to me is that the woman, Tova, is very scared because she's a widow and she's alone and she doesn't know what's going to happen to her. So between the two of them, they're not doing very well. And when they get together, they're doing better. So this woman goes on book tours. She was a stay-at-home mom when she wrote it. She took, an, she took a little evening class. She wrote this little story. The teacher said, write a story from an interesting point of view. She wrote the story about the octopus. The teacher said, keep going. So she finally turned it into a book. She got a writing partner who made her do it. That's what the writing partner cracked the whip, made her do it. And she found this agent. She sent all these letter, letters out to these agents. And just like Harry Potter, the assistant to the agent said to the agent, this query came in today and it's either brilliant or it's bananas because there's a talking octopus. In one lucky stroke of timing, the manuscript went out to publishing and it came out like the week that my octopus teacher came out. But it was the assistant to the agent and I hope those women make residual money for the rest of their lives too because she wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for that person. The woman says that she, everybody goes into these bookstores and they say, um, where's the book with the octopus on the cover? And she says that she wished that she changed the title of the book to the octopus book, which is all anybody talks about. I like it because she got found and I'm still after 38 years of trying, trying to get found, you know, writing, just somebody sees something and says something and tells someone and then you've got a career. Just dropped a piece of paper. Okay, so here's another one. Um, how to help, now this is really nice. How to help someone when they're in the hospital. There should be so many more articles like this. How to help someone when. This one is good. It says, bring a comforting clothing item like a pair of slippers. I brought to some ladies a bed jacket and that is um, a, like a bed bathrobe but it's just a jacket so that it doesn't it's not hard to get on and off instead of wearing that stupid see-through hospital gown you have this beautiful jacket over your hospital gown when people come in including the doctor and you look a little classy so that's that's a great idea it's very dry in the hotel room, I mean in the hotel rooms, in the hospital rooms. So people appreciate lotion, face cream, and lip balm. I appreciated, when I was in the hospital, a fruit basket. Because I, I, my body was craving vitamin C. And everything they were feeding me was, was horrible. So fresh fruit is a beautiful idea too. Some hospitals allow four-legged friends to come in. That's great if you can do it. The other thing that I did... I've done it about six times and it's worked. The hospital smells terrible. So I've gotten potpourri. Now, nurses don't like it, doctors don't like it, but they like this potpourri. 
and they walk in the room and they go, that smells good. Then you tell your friend who's in the bed to tell them that it comes from Italy and it's from the Medici family. And the doctors are charmed by the history of it all and charmed by the fact that they like the smell of it. So they let you keep it. And it's called, you can look it up online, it's not even expensive. It's Medici Especial, and that's the potpourri, but it works because it disarms these doctors and nurses with your knowledge of history and the fact that it's just a really cool story. So that I have never had them make me, make me take that out of the room. Okay, keep your visits brief, and that is true, and then build ex anticipation. So tell them the day before, because hospital days are horrible, and they're grueling, and you feel like you're not even on the planet Earth anymore, like everyone else is living in the real world and you're not. So tell them you're coming tomorrow with the potpourri and the fruit and the lip balm and the bed jacket if it's a really good friend. Get them a beautiful, pretty, pretty color, like blue or something soothing um, color that will make them look and feel pretty. So, but tell them you're coming the next day. So they have that whole day to look forward to your coming. And don't keep them on the phone very long when you're telling them that because uh, holding a phone is really hard. And it really keeps you from relaxing. You need to just stay down in your bed and relaxed in your bed. Okay, here's one. I didn't know New York had magnet fishermen. So these men go out fishing with magnets and they pick up things from the bottom of lakes and rivers and the Hudson River, the edges, and they have found shotguns, all kinds of coins. Just um, one guy found a um, set of handcuffs. So anyway, if you are inclined, it's not killing any animals and it's clean, cleaning the environment, night fishing. Okay, my New Year's resolution this year, I've tried. I've tried now for 70 years to clean my act up. I've gotten pretty far. The things that are left on my uh, flaw list are not going to be fixed. I can't fix them. A therapist told me one time that if you have stuff from your very young childhood, a lot of the synapses in your brain go to that very thing. A voice, a mood, a feeling. If it's visceral, you can't fix it. All you can do is accept that you're freaking out and deal with it now that you know how a little bit better. So I'm going to freak out, deal with it, and then I'm going to give a heartfelt apology and say it is my problem. And that's the best I can do. I mean it. That is the best I can do. So in the obituaries today, Pee Wee Herman was there. Paul, he's dead. Paul Ruben, Ruben is dead. Rubens is dead. Okay, he had a doll collection. One of the dolls was called a compulsive obsessive action figure. It is so adorable. It's still in the box. And I looked it up online. It comes with a surgical mask and a moist towelette. Is that hilarious? Compulsive obsessive action figure. Oh my God. I love it. I want it. They have them, they have them, and they're $50, so I'm, I'm thinking about it. I just actually am trying to memorize the picture in my head so I can close my eyes and see it. 
compulsive obsessive action figure so great so I looked up the worst ever New Year's Eve's okay one one little one person who's a, an adult now in 1978 the father took them on a trip to Europe and he wanted them to experience the Ritz Carlton in London which is the most famous hotel in the world well they were poor and so all they could afford was the least expensive room in the hotel and this man had two daughters and the least expensive room could only accept a couple with one child because it was so tiny so he had both of his daughters stay downstairs and he came to get each one passed by the maitre d or the the hotel manager she calls everyone she said they called she and her sister called everyone tuxedoed the tuxedoed people one of the girls was 16 the other girl was seven with down syndrome everyone in the hotel thought it was just one child because <laughs> he would just hold the hand and go by with one of these children and they were watching because they were in the cheap, cheapest room in the hotel they had the most wonderful time she used they used the blankets and the towels in the bathroom as a bed. Everything in the room was perfect, and they didn't they couldn't afford to eat there, but they got to look in, see what people were eating, sit in the lobby, and it caused this woman to have a fascination with beauty the whole rest of her life, which is great. Now this one is an elevator escape, and it happened in 1986. This woman was house-sitting a Manhattan townhouse. It was completely empty except for a ping-pong table and the futon that she slept on. December 31st, early evening, she stepped into the elevator and heard water dripping below. No, it, it actually sounded like the Hoover Dam breaking. She pressed the basement button. The elevator descended several inches. She was trying to get out of the building. Several inches and stopped. Mechanical buzzing, water gushed in from the floor, rising steadily, filthy water infused with cigarette butts and cockroaches. Ah! She tried to open the elevator and made it and make it budge. It was impossible. There was a phone on the wall. She called 911. The 911 person asked, is there an assailant in the elevator with you? She said, no. She said, then we'll be there in an hour. She was like, no, there's and as she tried to start just to say water, the phone went dead. There she was in this hotel, and she was wearing these Emma Hope shoes, the most expensive things she had ever purchased, not even on sale, and they were being ruined. The water level leveled up to her belly button. Through a dis detachable ceiling panel, she shimmied up greasy wires to the first floor door, hoping the elevator wouldn't remember that not long ago, she'd frantically pressed every button. She shimmied back into the muck. Oh, when the police came, they summoned an emergency squad because she was screaming her head off and she couldn't stop saying roaches, roaches, roaches. An hour later, the squad came to her rescue. Okay, so the emergency squad came and I don't know, I guess they listened to her for an hour screaming roaches, roaches. Then the, I guess the emergency squad is from the uh, psych ward. A day later, the plumber trained the whole building out. She never came back. She hopes the dog's okay. I do too. That was the worst thing that ever happened to her, except for the following year where she says she had to go to a party and dance. 
the thought of cigarette butts are disgusting, but dead cockroaches and live cockroaches in my elevator with me, I wouldn't prefer an assailant, but I think I would, I know I wouldn't remain calmer. Yes, I would, because I hate cockroaches so much. I've learned how very basic they are. They have no sphincter. They're just the most disgusting creature that ever lived, and I can't bear it. But anyway, there she was in the elevator, but she lived to tell the tale. So that's my goal for next year. I'm just going to own my problems and stop getting so mad when I can't fix them and just apologize when it's all over that I've got these buttons that I just can't, I just can't un, unfasten, un, I just can't diffuse them. They're stuck. They're stuck on, ah! So that's my, I'm not going to work myself into a lather this year. I'm just going to try to stay where I am. You know, like when you're coming, coming on the other side of the hill, coming down. Maybe if I can just stay as good as I was last year, flawed with everything else. Just try to maintain the bars low, but just try to remain at that low bar and not make it lower. I think that's what I'm going to try to do. So that's all I've got. Take it easy on yourself. Have some champagne. Eat some chocolate for heaven's sake. Enjoy yourself. Life is short. Very, very short. Makes me crazy sometimes. But other times I think, hey, life is short. I'm doing it. That's my new attitude. Life is short. I'm doing it. So try to stay sane. And of course, the Bed and Bathrobe magazine is um, going to be delayed this year. There's The printing press is broken. We can say that or... We can say anything. The truth is, I haven't even done anything. So let's just table that, table the contents, table the whole idea. I'll probably get it out in a week. It'll just be the latest issue of them all. That will be me embracing my flaws and just saying I'm sorry. It'll be my first, my first experiment with it. That's my flaw. I'm a procrastinator. I'm sorry. I can't do better. That's it. I actually, that felt great saying it. Okay. Good luck with tonight. I hope you have a good time. Don't worry about tomorrow. And I'll make you crazy. Stay sane and I will be back.